0: One, two,
1: from morning sun into the night.
2: You've been listening to the beautiful voice of Megan Lee, who's from Western Maryland. Let me read you a little bit about her. It says she has performed in venues such as the 930 Club in Washington, D.C., the Rockwood Music Hall in New York City, and the Mockingbird Theater in Nashville, Tennessee. And she's opened for American Idol winner Lee DeWeese. And Thank you for listening to the Wispy Mop Music Acoustic Radio Podcast Series this week's show. My name is Todd C. Walker, middle initial C that is. I'm the host and we're on the phone right now with the lady who has the beautiful voice. Hi, Megan.
0: Hi, Todd. Thanks so much for having me.
2: Oh, you're most welcome. And that is an interesting song in that, if I'm not mistaken, because I've perused your website, I hope you don't mind. (laughs) Actually, that's what websites are for, right? (laughs) Yes, (laughs) <laughs> you have done an acapella version of that, and then, if I'm not mistaken, you did the acapella, and then all the music bed was added to it later, or am I mistaken?
0: So, yeah, you're right. Um, I mean, when I write songs, I typically come up with melody and lyrics first. Just because that's that's the way that that songs uh, typically come to me. So um, in this case, um, it was it was a little bit different only because I I kind of came up with the melody first and the lyrics came later. Um, so, so yeah, it's in, in a way that's, that's absolutely correct. Um, a lot of my songs are acapella before they are, before the instrumentation even happens at all.
2: <laughs> now, do you have an idea when you complete your acapella version of a song, how you want it mixed with what other instruments, or do you rely on someone who's a producer to do that with you?
0: A lot of times it, it's the producer who adds, uh, most of the elements, so, for um for my first two songs uh symphony which you just heard and then in this space the acoustic guitar uh, was written and performed by my partner eli lev and those you know kind of symphonies started a little bit with guitar and then i heard this melody along with it and in this space i i actually just sat down in an empty room one night and the whole song kind of poured out of me, uh, melody and lyrics together. And then he added the, the chords on acoustic guitar the next day. Um, so typically it hasn't been my instrumentation so far in the music. Um, it's, it's kind of a, kind of an evolving thing as I'm getting a little bit better at guitar and piano. So, um, yeah, it's 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 usually usually a producer or or another um, musical partner who who adds their own creative um, sauce to the with the, the chords and the instruments, which is really fun. I love doing it that way.
2: Now, when you record, when you say you record, do you record at home? Do you, do you have a, a setup, or do you go to an actual recording studio?
0: Oops. I have been going to recording studios. We are working on getting our own set up here at the farmhouse, which is really exciting. Um, But yeah, so I've been and I've I've worked with a, a bunch of different different producers, which is which is super fun. I'm actually right now working all online with a producer who is in Nashville. And, um, a place called the online recording studio contacted me on Instagram and they do everything online. I met with the, the CEO and owner, uh, Joe o- over video, um, you know, c- a couple months ago and we discussed what kind of music I wanted to do and what kind of song. And we, we actually landed on, um, Uh, electronic dance song, which is super fun. My first experience with that. And so he connected me with a producer in Nashville and we've been doing that all online. Um, so I've, I've worked with people in Nashville and here in DC and Baltimore, um, and Virginia. So yeah, it's been, it's been great, but I've been going to to the to the studios to do all of my songs so far.
2: Well, you mentioned to me that you have just returned from Nashville. Am I correct?
0: Yes, yes. That's tell, correct. tell me a
2: little bit about that.
0: <laughs> oh, it's fantastic! Um, it was a whirlwind trip this time. We've been to Nashville. When I say we, uh, I'm talking about myself and my my duo partner Eli. Um, we have a duo called Wild Whispers, and our first experience with. Uh, Nashville producer was with Ben Reno at majestic Ape studios in the Nashville area. And we started working with him a couple of years ago, I guess it's 2019. And, um, and now we have nine songs with him. So, so we've been, we've been going back every year to do more songs with Ben for wild whispers. And this past week, we did a, we did, we did that. Um, but the the main reason for the trip was for me to go record some solo stuff with another studio in Franklin, Tennessee, which is just outside of Nashville, um, called Off the Row Studio. And I recorded four songs with them uh, last Friday and Saturday. It was incredible. Um, my first. I feel like, I feel like it was my first like true Nashville experience being in the studio and having the session guys come in and just like lay stuff down basically perfectly the very first time that you hear <laughs> the song. It was amazing. And so we cranked out four entire songs in two days. Uh, it was, it was amazing. So (laughs) that was, that was, that was so much fun. I, I would, I would totally do that again. And I would recommend it to anybody. Um, it is just, you know, the way that these guys can just hear a song once and then they're like, okay, I got it. Let's go They just play it. And I'm, I'm go, I'm just standing there. Like I, I, I sang along, you know, just, just to be, um, you know, a little bit of a guide, um, but they had everything charted and they just, they just went for it. And it was drums and bass and acoustic guitar and, um, and keys and electric and the keys and the electric kind of got added a little bit later, but they all did like one pass through and then, and then it was, it was basically, basically done. So yeah, so I got to do, do four, for solo songs, uh, solo project songs, rather in, in Nashville, which is the first time I've done that, and I'm very excited about that.
2: Now, these are solo songs—your originals or
0: originals? Yes, all original.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, terrific! Now, does that mean we can expect some sort of a CD slash album slash download, whatever we want <laughs> we want to call it in today's world? In the future? <laughs>
0: yes, yes, absolutely. I I think I think by the end of this year. By the end of 2021, I will have released eight more tunes, and they're all going to be singles. Um, I am planning to do an album, an EP, um, next year, which I'm really excited about. Um, but yeah, they're going to be they're going to be all singles this year, um, and they'll be they'll be released probably starting within the next couple months. So yeah i'm really'm I'm really excited. I only have two songs out right now um and you know twenty twenty was a little a little slow going but um <laughs> I still managed to release a couple of songs last year my first two so um and now i've just i've just been recording recording like a crazy woman so i am i'm feeling really good about about this year
2: now are the new songs very similar to what uh along the, the the same feel of like symphony and the song that the, the folks who are listening now will, if they haven't heard your song in this space, they will hear it at the end of the, the show. But is it that same kind of feel or do you depart from that and it's gone more country or do you do it specific to the song?
0: It's very specific to each song. So what I would say, I would say one of my songs that I just did in Nashville is going to be more along the lines of um, In This Basin Symphony, where it's kind of a lighter feel. And the other three, however, are are a bit of a deviation from that. Um, one is very, uh, very much more upbeat. It's almost got like an 80s vibe to it. And the, the one is called Do I? And that one... <laughs> that one's very quirky. It's definitely the, I I felt like, I felt like for me, I was really taking a risk, um, with this one. It's about, I saw a song I wrote about decision fatigue and it's very just like quirky and kind of goofy and funny. Um, but it turned out super musical theater, which I'm really excited about. Um, and I didn't know it was going to happen at the time, but it just ended up that way. Uh, so that one's definitely a, a bit of a deviation. And then the other one, the other one is called One Last Try. And that one, that one, I think I'm going to be releasing first out of all four Nashville songs, because it, it sort of bridges the gap, I think, between, you know, my my newer stuff, different stuff and, and what I've already put out um, in that it's a little bit more mellow, but it also kind of showcases my voice in a different kind of way and it will um, what do I want to say it's it's my favorite it's my fa- I shouldn't pick favorites probably but it's my favorite of the ones that we that we did in Nashville and um, it's just very emotional um, and it it makes it's a little I, I dug a little deeper for this one um, so, but yeah, that one, that one with the vocals and everything, how they are kind of bridges the gap. Um, so that's a very long explanation of all of that. But
2: <laughs> now when you say, when you release, you've released the song, how are you releasing them? What platform?
0: Mm-hmm. So I use DistroKid. I've used DistroKid. Um, actually, that's the only one I've ever, I've ever used. Um, and they have been Great. I love the, it's pretty simple, very straightforward. It like the last song I released was a cover song. They take care of all of the um, licensing and everything that you need for that. So yeah, DistroKid has been has been great.
2: Now, so is it, are these songs when you release them through Distro, how do you say that?
0: distro kid distro
2: kid okay distro kid. as mm-hmm. in distribution okay distro kid. right mm-hmm. the now are these released online and they basically put them on you know pandora yeah. and all, so forth
0: yeah all of the all of the streaming platforms i actually pandora is one is like basically the only one that that it doesn't go to which is funny that you mentioned that pandora has like its own its own thing. I think that the trick with Pandora is like you need, you need a, a larger catalog of songs to start getting on there. But yeah. So district kid and they. another thing I like about them is that they keep adding more and more platforms. Like they were the, they were one of the first ones, first distribution companies that I know of to get music on TikTok when, when that came out. Um, and, and just, they add, they add, um, I think there've been two or three new platforms added to their list where they distribute every single time. So it's like, you know, Spotify and Apple Music and YouTube Music and a whole a whole slew of other ones, um, which is great.
2: Now, when when these songs get released and people can listen to them on these platforms, can they purchase the download for whatever the amount is? I mean, so many songs we see at 99 cents a download. Sometimes it's more. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, Apple Music and I think Spotify allows allows downloading. I haven't actually delved into that um, as much, but yes, they are definitely available for purchase on Apple Music. And one of my goals this year is also to get my music on Bandcamp, which is uh, a platform where it specifically is uh, available for my music would, would be available for purchase and download.
2: Yeah, Quite a few of the, the folks who I have interviewed have a, a, a they're on band cap, band yeah, cap, excuse yeah. me. My allergies were yeah. rough t- yesterday and today. So my enunciation oh, is too. a little thick and I apologize.
0: It's Totally fine.
2: The, uh, now, how did you find Distro Kid? Was that something where someone else told you about, it? oh, you should try them? Or was it something where you did your own research?
0: Yeah, I, I, I found them on my own and it was funny. I actually, um, I found DistroKid before, long before I even started releasing music. Um, I knew I was planning on releasing music, and they were running a great promotion at the time. So I went ahead and, and signed up for a, a subscription, a membership at that point. Um, so I probably I probably um, purchased it like a year before I even needed it, but it was definitely worth it. That's another thing I like about District, district Kit is that um, it's like a, rather than doing a song-by-song song basis, they it's a one-time fee, yearly fee, um, and then you can release as many songs as you like. So well, I found them way ahead of time.
2: Well, you, you mentioned there in that previous comment about before you were ready. Yeah. And it does say <laughs> on your website that you have... Fairly recently, and again, I don't know when you wrote this for your bio, but fairly recently, you went full time in the music business. What had you been doing up until then?
0: Up until then, so I, um, I was, res- I got my my bachelor's degree in 2017 from Kaplan, and I had been working on my my degree for for a long time. I finally got it in 2017, a bachelor's in psychology. Um, And so I had been working, uh, at at an oral and facial surgery office for a few years, um, before that. And before that I was in retail. Um, so I've been kind of all over the, all over the board, but,
2: um, I'm sorry, go ahead.
0: No, no. Yeah. Yeah. The music thing is, is pretty recent. Um, after, I actually did a work-study program at Kaplan while I was earning my degree, which was fantastic, and um, I, I worked in um, like student services there, and uh, that was awesome. So then after that, I, I got a job at Washington County Community Action Council. And that was in the energy department, helping people with with their applications and, and taking interviews there. And then I um, I was moved into a, a grants coordinator position there. Um, so nonprofit I, that's that's been kind of my goal for for a whole a whole lot of time, especially like with earning a degree in in. Yeah, the so- social sciences. Like my pronunciation is like that too, um and yeah, I I just always wanted to work in nonprofit, so I was super excited. I got that job, and within that year that I was working at Community Action Council, I I kind of was getting more into the local music scenes and like in Baltimore and um, DC areas and Northern Virginia and. That's when I kind of started transitioning into this, like, new mindset of, hey, you know what, maybe I can do music for a living. Like, it was just, it was just never really on my radar. It was just like, you know, when I was deciding what to do for college and everything, you know, so many people were like, yeah are you gonna study music? like they just they just kind of assume music's always been a huge part of my life and I've always been singing so they a lot of people just assumed that I would study music and and I never really wanted to do that because I was afraid I was afraid it would like ruin it for me. you know I, I see so many people, especially especially in in college music programs like there's just an immense amount of burnout and I was just I didn't want to do that to myself. I was like, you know what music is is my passion. It's, it's one of the things that I love doing, but I don't, I don't want it to, to overtake my life. And I don't, I don't want it to like, to, to be ruined by making it work. Um, So I, you know, I kind of just never, never thought that I would do that. But then I started meeting, um, like my peers and everything, um, who were, who were making, who are independent artists and, and making a living doing doing their own music. And so I was just kind of like, okay, I think, I think I want to do this. And I started singing with more, more and more bands. I sang with Eli Love and his band. I sang with my friend Karen and her band. I was, um, and this was all like mostly 2018. Um, I was singing with uh, an indie rock band, The Henchman, in Baltimore, and so that was like the transition period for me. So I ended up taking a job in um, in a, a local a dentist's office, Hacker Sound Smiles, uh, that allowed my schedule to be a lot more flexible. And I kind of backed off of the full time thing to transition into music. And in 2019 is when I when I took the leap, as I always say, uh, and, and just, you know, gave my notice at the office and was like, okay, I'm going to do this music thing full time. And now here we are almost two years later <laughs>
2: with a year and, off, like everyone <laughs> sort I of
0: mean, there's that. Yes. There's, so, a, there's that.
2: So how did the passion manifests itself in you like at what age were you from a musical family how did you get interested in music
0: yeah um i honestly i always say this but i think i was singing before i was even speaking um it's just kind of innate in me um especially as far as like as singing goes and i was lucky enough to have a family, uh, a musical family who encouraged my, my musical abilities. And I was singing in church from a very, very young age, um, singing in choirs also from a very young age. And, um, so that nurture definitely, uh, led me to be able to, to more, more realize my abilities and, and really, um, you know, educate me in that, um, and get me to the place where I was very confident in my voice. Um, and my, my, my background is, is very heavily choral, which is where all the harmony, um, harmony comes from. And that's why I, you know, was singing harmony and backup with a lot of, with a lot of bands. Um, because that's, that's what I'm, that's what I'm really good at. And I've, I've been doing it like pretty much my whole life. Um, so, yeah, it it just kind of manifested on its own, but then it was very encouraged and nurtured. So, and I, I know that I wouldn't be where I am now without without all of that in in my environment. So I'm now, very lucky in that way.
2: Now, was anyone else in your family musical, as in singing, or maybe playing instruments, or were you the kind of like the the <laughs> the one who you know sprouted up above the the you know the in the garden?
0: Well, as far as, um, as it, the answer is uh, yes. Uh, my family is very musical. My mom, she sings and she plays, um, she played clarinet re- very well. And in her, in her younger years, she plays piano. She has played guitar. Um, so yeah, she's very musical. And, um, my dad sings as well. Pretty much my whole family sings. I would say I'm the only solo singer that's, that's kind of where I stand apart. Um, but yeah, music has been a huge part of my life. Um, and I've been surrounded by, by musicians. So (laughs) growing up and, um, one of the really interesting things that I find is, um, I I was actually adopted. Um, and I've, I've since met my birth family who is, who is also, Um, Very musical. Um, My, my birth sister sings and plays guitar and writes songs. And so I, I got it from, I got it from both, both my (laughs) nature and nurture sides, which (laughs) is, is very, very apparent when, when I think about where I am now. Um, It's like, oh, okay. I was kind of, I was kind of destined to do, do what I'm doing. (laughs)
2: Now, were you taught how to read music, or are you more of a person like myself who you sing and play by ear?
0: I do know how to read music. Um, So I began in probably elementary school, and I I had uh, about a year of piano lessons in in middle school, um, which... Now I'm just, I'm just kicking myself that I didn't continue my piano lessons. But at the time I was like, no, I don't want to practice. And so, you know, eventually all of us kids were in piano and eventually all of us quit. And now I don't know about them, but now I'm like, darn it, mom, why didn't you make me keep going? (laughs) But,
2: you know, so many, so, so many people, so many musicians say that.
0: I know. It's like, man, if I had known at the time.
2: Because you
0: know, you can't really say that to a middle schooler.
2: (laughs) No, you can't. I remember my mom asking. We had an old piano that was horribly out of tune, and it was in the upstairs of the house that we lived in, and, you know, real ivory keys. I mean, it was very old. And we used to plunk on it, but you couldn't really play it because it was so badly out of tune. But I do remember my mom asking probably when I was about seven or eight-ish because so many of my friends were, like so many kids, taking piano lessons most against their will and my mm-hmm. mom asked me and my parents were very good at that they would ask us if he, we, if we wanted to do something if we said no they would just leave it but i wish my yep. my mom or my dad or someone in the family had kind of pushed a little bit more just like you say
0: yep yep definitely but i mean you know as a as a i'm not i'm not a parent but i am a uh, um an aunt eight times over and like, I, I get it. I get it. You know, (laughs) like if a kid doesn't want to do something, it just, you know, it's really hard to like force them, but you know, just in retrospect, it's like, man, if I just played piano better, it would make things so much easier for me now. But at the same time, I, I, have a lot of other skills. I do know how to read music. I, from, from my time at the church in choirs and and in school with choirs. And so I, I've learned a lot of, a lot of valuable, valuable things. And I can always get better at piano and I'm learning guitar too. So.
2: (laughs) Now what, because you've mentioned guitar and piano, anything else? I think I hear some things on one of the songs and I've seen one of your videos it's not, I call them a xylophone, but that's not really what they're called.
0: Oh, the bells. Thank Mm -hmm. you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's, it's like a mini xylophone. I think a xylophone, the only difference is the xylophone's bigger. Um, but yeah, so, so the bells, I, I do dabble in, in the bells, um, especially for, for when I'm, uh, you know, singing with my partner, Eli and, um, Uh, I don't, I haven't done any bells on my solo stuff. So maybe that's something I I did talk at one point. I thought about writing, writing a song on bells, just like using the bells as my, as my instrument. So that could be fun. Um, But yeah, so there's also a ukulele in there a little bit. Our our song longest night of the year is, is on ukulele. Um, (laughs) So, and I, you know, I, I was like, okay, so I was struggling with guitar and I realized that a lot of times people will start with with the uke because, you know, it's a lot easier, it's smaller and it's only got four strings. So that's, that's kind of what I did. Um, and I'm glad that I did that because it's a very great transition instrument into the bigger and, you know, more strings on guitar.
2: Well, speaking of that song, The Longest Night uh-huh. of the Year, yeah. the because when when speaking with Dan Kenny when I interviewed him and you sang uh-huh. with Dan Kenny I think on the on the mountainside song I think you did the background vocals and he yeah. of course just you know loves what you do and that's why he included you the but on longest night of cuz he mentioned that one of your songs he's talking about you know writing and how difficult it can be and sometimes you go through long dry spells and you work yeah. at it and you work at it and he says and then you know Megan who sang back up on you know, on the mountainside, she writes her first song and she gets an award. He says, Go figure.
0: <laughs> so
2: was that the song?
0: No, he's talking about in this space. Okay. And it is it's so funny that it's so funny that you mentioned that because um the first time when I was in the writing stages of that song before I even had it recorded uh, Dan heard that song. He, uh, he came here to the farmhouse for like a porch jam that I was hosting. And, um, I, I, I sang that song for them. I think, I think acapella, um, because I, I still, I still can't play it on guitar. Um, that's a whole other side note thing. Um, but, he was like, wait, that's the first song you've ever written. Are you kidding me? (laughs) He's like, well, I could play you my first song, but now I'm not going to do that because yours is just way better. And at the time I was like, Oh, ha ha. You're so funny. Thanks. Um, but yeah, it did win an award. So,
2: (laughs) so tell people what award you won.
0: So yeah. Um, the songwriters association of Washington saw, um, it is um, out of out of the D.C. area, and they host a um, an annual contest called the Mid Atlantic Song Contest. And I decided to I decided to submit my my first song that I re- wrote and released called In the Space, um, and it won a finalist in the Jazz and Blues category of of that contest. So, I mean, I I was pretty shocked, I'm not going to lie. Um, but yeah, what an honor. It was it was really really awesome. So, that was um this past uh this past contest for I submitted it for 2020.
2: Well, I was going to play in this space at the end of the show. And I was going mm. to play the longest night of the year. And that the reason I brought that up when you mentioned it was I was going to play that some at some point during Our interview oh yeah but i think what i will do since we've spent more time on in this space i will play the longest night of the year at the end of the show and people can listen to and we may not listen to the entirety of, of in this space or we may but do you mind if we play it now
0: no that would be wonderful go ahead
2: all right ladies and gentlemen megan lee and her song in this space
1: In this space Feel the air fill my lungs And my fears slip away I can breathe I'm at peace in the stillness Just seeing myself as I am And I smile Me, white walls and a bounty of windows, glass portals to the world. Let the moonlight stream through every shape with a different view. Smells like paint, hopes and dreams. And it whispers Let it move you Let it hold you Let it shelter And unfold you In this space Feel the air fill my lungs And my fears slip away I can breathe I'm at peace in the stillness Just seeing myself as I am as i am, as i am. step into this empty room but it's already feeling share from the
2: Some wonderful smoke when she gets down into those low registers.
0: Oh, thank you. <laughs> that's where the
2: jazz comes. I mean, the whole the overall feel of the song, but you know, you've got those nice soaring highs, and then you're able to drop down, and, and that's where I what I call smoke. It's that really kind of sensual,
3: yeah, you
2: know, really cool. And I can listening to that, and I've listened to it three or four times in the last 24 hours just to get ready for the show, but yeah. listening to it just now, I'm thinking American Idol right there. That's the lead lead, lead off song where they go, you're the one,
0: (laughs) right? Hey, that'd be great.
2: (laughs) Well, it's because one, you do such a wonderful job on the vocals and two, the music bed is, I don't want to say it's sparse because it really isn't, but it doesn't get in the way, but it really
0: Mm -hmm.
3: backs you up super well.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um, That's, I was just thinking that too while listening to it and it's funny, like, I feel like I don't listen to my own songs enough, um, <laughs> but yeah, there's a lot of, there's a lot of space, um, in this song, uh, pun not intended, but, um, there's a lot of breathing room and I really, I really like how that turned out. Um, my producer for this one was Jeff Gruber out of, um, Blue House Productions in Silver Spring. and he's he's amazing. He's been in the business so long and he just he knows um, what what a song needs and I was so grateful for his his guidance on this song. It was my first time in a studio was my first song that I had ever written. Um, And he was like, you know, I think we should add this instrument here and a little bit of electric guitar in the choruses. And um, I had my friend Taylor come in and play piano. And um, it was just a fantastic experience overall. And, um, you know, obviously, obviously, it it paid off. (laughs) Um, And yeah, and, and Jeff has a lot of experience in all types of music but he's he's great with the jazz and blues um that's kind of his forte so i definitely picked the right the right man for the job um for that song
2: now do you hand all production ideas over to the producer or do you put your two cents worth in
0: yeah, there's. Uh, I always add my two cents, um, and whether it's you know, especially especially with the vocals. I mean, obviously, my 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 primary instrument is my voice, um, and I'm I'm sure it probably always will be. So, especially when it comes to the vocals, I'm very, um, you know, I, I always add what I what I'm feeling and uh, what I want to hear. Um, now, for like the first mix. I leave that in the producer's hands because, you know, when, when I go in, um, with a song to a producer, I, I just, if, if it's someone that I, that I can't trust, I won't work with them, you know? So it's like, okay. Um, you know, I, I, when I decide to work with someone, I'm saying, I trust you with my music. I trust you with, um, you know, I trust your creative instincts and I want their, I want their, their opinions. I want their, um, their stamp on it, um, so to speak. And um, so, but, but yeah, in the end, I'm always, I'm always adding my own opinions and always, always saying, you know, maybe, maybe this part could be a little different or, um, you know, whatever it is, but, but yeah, it's, it's always a collaboration. Always.
2: You know, speaking and talking about your main instrument is your voice, which is beautiful, mm-hmm. by the way. And I'm sure many people have told you. And Thank I you. I did some choral work in college and I sang in choir, you know, when I was a kid, um, spotty here and there. Um, uh-huh. But I did a, a good solid year, maybe and partial year in college kind of moving up from men's glee club up until the oratorio society, which was the more full on with full orchestra and so forth with, you know, 30 male and female singers on stage. And the, in a group situation like that, a choral group situation, Mm -hmm. you pretty much just stand erect and nobody does much with their hands unless it's, you know, you get into more of the Southern uh, church stuff where they're dancing. Right. But since your voice is your main instrument Mine is guitar. So okay. when I'm singing, just like Eli, when he's performing, he's playing his guitar. He's always got something yep. to hold on to. If yep. you're not hand holding the microphone, or even if you are, I've always wondered about this. What do you do with the rest of your body?
0: What do you do with your hands? I know. <laughs> yeah. It's um and it's so funny that you that you break that up because that's there's a learning curve there, big time. So for me with, with like performing, um, it, at first it was really awkward. At first I was just like, Oh man, like I'm just standing here. I don't have anything to hold on to." now. A lot of times I will just because I've learned, um, you know, auxiliary percussion, like the shaker and the cabasa um, and things like that. So a lot of times I will have something in my hand. And like you said, um, if I'm not doing something else with my hands, a lot of times at least one hand will go to the mic. Um, And it's, it's so funny because when we were performing last week in Nashville at the Commodore, um, we, it was the first time we had been on stage for like a year. And, um, and I was actually consciously like noticing the fact that like what I was doing with my hands because because it had been so long since I had performed like that in front of people and up on a stage, and I was like, okay, yeah, like what am I doing with my hands? So so I would like grab the mic, or and a lot of times the the holding the mic thing for me is just so that I can keep myself oriented to where I am because if I don't do that, sometimes I'll close my eyes and then I kind of get lost and I'll, like run into the mic, and that's super <laughs> awkward. So, so like, I'll hold on to the mic to be like, okay, like, you know, it's right here. Um, so I don't like, you know, um, hit my tooth on the mic or something, but, uh,
2: Well, I do know yeah, I it, did speak to somebody one time who chipped their uh, tooth on the microphone for do, just yeah, doing that.
0: Right. It's it, you kind of just like lose yourself for a moment. And they're like, Oh no, like, there's a the microphone. Um, yeah. So, but it's, A lot of times I've gotten better at like singing with my hands, I guess. So, so what it'll be is, um, if it's a, if it's a very like mellow, um, chill song, I, I'm okay resting my hands, just resting my hands like in my lap or, um, just comfortably at my sides. But if I'm really getting into something, I'll be, I'll be singing, with my hands. And there's definitely a happy medium there because sometimes I I'm performing and then I go back and watch myself and I'm like, man, like my hands are moving way too much. It's distracting. Um, so, but yeah, that's, that's a skill in itself, which is kind of, kind of wild to think about.
2: (laughs) I watched a concert with uh, Jennifer Nettles one time
0: Mm -hmm.
2: and I don't remember, I think she was probably still singing with the group at that point in time. And, what struck me, at least on the one song, and I don't think I watched the entire concert, was she does sing with her hands, and but she does it in that you know if the song is alluding to thought or something, mm-hmm. you know, her hand yeah. doesn't even touch her head really, but it goes to her head. If it's something about you know, it, it's emotive, you know, love or whatever, the hand goes to the you know the chest. Um, yeah, if singing about something, she points somewhere as if she's pointing at someone, and I don't think. It's something that she plans. I think that's just her. Do you know what I mean? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, Although I could be totally wrong. I could be totally wrong. It could be choreographed. But it looked natural. Because I'm a lot like you since I do play guitar, though, and I'm conscious of standing there. Well, I'm not conscious when I have the guitar unless I'm really messing up on it. But the few times (laughs) I've had to stand on stage and just sing, Uh I watched whoever's playing the guitar. In other words, if I'm background singing, I'm watching that mm-hmm. person because what I want people to do is when they look at me, go, Oh, he's looking at the singer. Let's look at the singer. Uh huh. Because yep. <laughs> I, I get that feeling that I'm standing in front of an audience in my underwear. Do you know what I mean? Uh, and it's yeah. just, I don't like, know. Don't look
0: at me. <laughs>
2: don't. Yeah. Don't look at me. Just, you know, let me right. sing to you. and You can hear it, but look at that person.
0: Yes. That's, and that's, that's also something that, I was just discussing with some friends recently about um like being being a backup singer and be rather than rather than like lead singing um being a backup singer and having ha- like a certain skill set to do that, which one of those things is what you just said, you know like making sure that the focus stays on stays where it's supposed to be on stage, so yeah you know i'll I'll find myself um a lot of times looking looking at whoever is singing and playing lead or like if it's their band, I'll just watch them for multiple reasons. You know, obviously if you're, if you're doing backing vocals, you need to be very in tune with the lead singer, but um, also just because that's where the focus should be. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: So that's, yeah, that's definitely part of it.
2: Has anyone you've sung with before when you're doing background vocals on stage thrown a curve at you in that they change their delivery. You've sung with them probably, you know, half a dozen times or whatever you've gotten their their mm-hmm. cadence down everything, you know, when they're going to come in, you know, when you're supposed to come in and they come in three beats earlier, or don't even come in. <laughs> and all of a sudden you're blaring, you know, blurting something out and, and there's nobody yeah. on the other side. Does that ever happen to you?
0: That has happened. Um, Eli is pretty famous for changing things up and it's, it's um once you're once you're more comfortable singing with people, you can you can read their cues a lot better. Um so I've I've just because we've been singing together for like three years now, I'm pretty good at reading reading Eli's cues. But in the beginning, um and, and you know, it's been happening the whole time we've been singing together. So in the beginning I was not as good at knowing when he was going to change something ahead of time. So yeah, there have definitely been, (laughs) I was like, Oh, okay. But, but you know, it's like, as long as you're not like making faces or, or um, saying like, oops or something, um, most people don't even know that it wasn't rehearsed that way, you know? So it's just like, but, but yeah, that's, that's definitely, definitely happened and it still happens. Of course it still happens. Um, And a lot of times we're just like, Improving, or you know, singing a, a brand new song that neither of us have ever done before, and um, so it's just like at that at that point, you just kind of like have to sort of let go and let your instincts take hold and go with the flow. So,
2: well, you know, it could bring, and I apologize for the beep. That's the one problem with cell phones: if an incoming call comes in,
3: oh yes,
2: you'll hear the beep. And I, you know, I'm a firm believer in doing things, taping things live. Um, I used to do a television show on restaurants and we would tape live. We didn't broadcast it live, just like this is not broadcast live, but I'm a firm believer in realism. And one of the things about being on stage, even in a big concert situation where it is a concert where the people are hushed and they're sitting there and they're watching you, you know, I've never been able to experience that necessarily myself, however, there's a little bit to be said, I think, for realism in that what we were just chatting about where one doesn't come in at the right time or one mm-hmm. forgets to come in, that when the song is over, saying, hey, where were you? Just to bring levity into it.
3: <laughs> yeah. Because what, like, it, what happened what, there? <laughs> yeah. You know,
2: it, it does bring the audience closer. Um, it does. becomes more intimate as if you're sitting in the living room and doing a house concert. Yes.
0: Yes, yes. Which is like one of the best kinds of concerts in my opinion. <laughs> the there, living room concert.
2: <laughs> yeah, there's one of your videos, and let me see if I can find it from the, the page. I can sure. cannot. It was actually on, on YouTube, so I don't have it in front of me. Where you okay. were you were playing great backdrop. And I've forgotten oh. what And when the camera comes over to the side, I guess there's two or three cameras, I realized there's two people sitting in the love seat over there. There's two people sitting here. And on the other side of the room, there's two. There weren't a lot of people there.
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: But that That was
0: probably... Was that Eli and I together? Yes. That was probably um, in Kulak's Woodshed in L.A.
2: Yes, that's exactly what it was. But what a cool venue. And that was more of a house concert, sort of, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, that place is awesome. We... So, um, it did feel that way. They, it's, it's, it's technically a venue, but, but yeah, it's, it's like you're in a living room. Um, it's, it's such a cool spot. And we, that was when we did our, um, our, uh, cross country tour mm-hmm. and we were in LA and yeah, it was just like, uh, eight people maybe but um that place was so cozy and yeah they did and part of their um you know part of the thing with that venue is that they you know they they broadcast it live for you and it's really awesome quality um but yeah that was like that was exactly that feel that like living room just very intimate intimate feel Mm-hmm.
2: Well, what, they did a great job in decorating it or staging yeah. it. I guess is the is the correct word. Yeah. And what a fun a fun big... thing to have! Yes.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: So moving forward, now we're in. This is you know May two thousand twenty-one, and we're yeah. hopefully coming out of the pandemic year. The at least here in Maryland, and mm-hmm. for those people listening around the world, this is broadcast out of Frederick, Maryland, which is just about. Mm, 40 to 50 miles northwest of Washington, D.C., and just kind of northwest-west of Baltimore. And, yeah. and Megan, you're in western Maryland. You're within, what, 30, 40 miles of me, I would imagine.
0: Oh, yeah, we're closer than that. Um, yeah, we're only about probably 12, 15 miles from Frederick. Oh, cool. Frederick. Yeah, yep.
2: it's so funny to to me when they, they talk of us as being Western Maryland. And I look at Western Maryland as being on the other <laughs> side of Route 81, I don't think. But yeah. we're considered Western like Maryland. Deep
0: Creek, Deep Creek Lake That's and Hancock correct. and all of that, yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> but knowing that um, the positivity rate, at least in Frederick County, is down under four. Um, it's mm. been, sl- well, slowly dropping over the last month or two. And mm. things are starting to open up outdoor music is happening big time when I sent my Yay! weekly thing. It's I almost had couldn't fit it on one page. And Us,
1: that is such good news. <laughs> it is. And
2: I think what's going to happen hopefully soon, as long as we don't get another spike, is some indoor venues may mm-hmm. I mean they do um some of the restaurants that have music, they have tents. And they're yes. having music in the tent, not in the building. And if the tent has sides okay. on it, it's almost like being inside. So I'm not sure why they can't do it inside. But anyway, moving <laughs> forward, what is your plan for when things open up? Mm-hmm. What do you have planned for you as a soloist? Or is it still more um, the duo moving forward?
0: Yeah. So um, for for performing and things like that, um, until until I get like, much more comfortable playing guitar on my own and, or, you know, piano where I can take a keyboard. Um, it's, it's typically when I'm out, um, you know, I'll sing my own songs, but Eli will be accompanying me. And, um, so a lot of, a lot of our shows are, are duo, um, mostly duo shows and, the the great thing about that is that, you know, we each have our own music. So Eli Lev's solo stuff, Megan Lee's solo stuff, and then our Wild Whispers music now. Um, so we kind of like integrate all of it into our shows, which is super fun. Um, so we actually have a pretty good show schedule coming up for this year that it's all outdoors. Um, but we're playing at Antietam Creek uh, vineyard in Sharpsburg, uh, in less than two weeks, actually May 15th. So that'll be our first, our first show of the year. So that's exciting. Um, and my friend, uh, Jamie has a flower business and she's doing, uh, she's in Middletown, Maryland. It's called, um, Valley homemade and homegrown and we're doing several, several events. Um, She, she has several events planned there and we're going to be, we're going to be providing music for that. Um, And we have a lot of, we have several concerts scheduled at the farm here. Um, So it's, it's really fantastic. Also um, Washington County Ag Expo. um, We are performing, performing there in July. So we don't have anything indoors planned um and i i think we'll probably keep it that way um just for just for this year you know if something comes up um and and you know maybe more more smaller private events um but you know we we've just got we we're so blessed in that we've got a lot of options for outdoor stuff this year Um, so, you know, that's, that's our plan and we're super excited about it.
2: (laughs) Now, when you and and Eli perform as a duo live, like some of these shows coming up, what do you use as far as equipment, uh, sound reinforcement? You travel really light or what do you do?
0: Yeah, it's, it's, it's a pretty, uh, pretty light setup. So we've got just a, a PA it's, um. Two speakers and one, um, you know, little little mix box that we we have. Basically, um, two mics and his guitar is, um, you know, directly plugged in. And then we'll we'll add another mic if I'm playing my drum, like for our wild whisper stuff. Um, But other than that, it's that's that's pretty much it. So it's it's a nice light setup. And, um, you know, we can, we can take it wherever we go. That's what we used for the cross country tour. So.
2: Well, that, that that cross country tour, was that nerve wracking or just an exciting adventure or was it all kind of mixed in together?
0: it, It was, that's a great question. So it was a lot of, a lot of mixed, mixed things, but I wouldn't call it nerve wracking. It was exhausting I will say that Um, just because and and I think, you know, when when we do that again, we'll probably space the shows out a little bit more because we hit, you know, like 30 states, 20 something states in 30 days. It was a lot. Oh, my gosh. Yeah.
3: A lot lot of driving.
0: Um, (laughs) That's a lot of driving. We ended up doing like an overnight um, across you know, coming back across the Midwest, like in snow and ice. And that was, that was intense. That was a little, that was a little nerve wracking. Um, and yeah, I mean, a lot of times we would stop and and sleep in the car, which was, which was fine. That was great. And it's, wow, it saves so much money. Um, But, you know, when it's like snow and ice, you can't just stop and and sleep in the car because you'll get way too cold. Um, So we just, you know, drove straight through that night. And that was that was probably the most intense part of our part of our journey. Um, We got to Minneapolis and just slept for like a day. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, Yeah, it was it was great. I mean, you know, we went from Maryland and down, down across the, um, Southern and, um, into the Southern States into the West, um, uh, California and up and around into, um, into Washington and Oregon had a few shows and then, and then came back, um, across the more um, Northeast States. So it was, it was amazing. Um, but, but yeah, it's, it was so nice to be able to, and some, some places had sound, so we didn't always have to set up, um, the sound system. But, you know, if, if we did, it was just, you know, um, we kind of got in a routine and it was a quick, easy setup. So that's, that's what we normally do.
2: Well, and the important part was at the end, when you arrived back in Maryland, you still like still liked each other.
3: Yeah. That's yeah, a lot of
2: so- time spent with, uh, you know, <laughs> just one other person for long extended periods, you know? Yep. Yeah. Is yeah. no place to run away for a while
0: no no it's very true um and you know i think i think we kind of even impressed ourselves with that so
2: <laughs> well this has been a whole lot of fun for me i hope you've had an enjoyable time
0: yeah it's been great thank you so much
2: now if you want to direct people to you and your music how should they go about that
0: Yes. So I am on the socials, uh, Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. I am at Megan Lee music, each of those. And my website is Meganleemusic.com. So, uh, yeah, I would encourage, um, anyone, you know, with Spotify, they can, they can look me up on, on Spotify and Apple music at Megan Lee. Um, yeah, that would be, that would be great.
2: And for those folks of you listening, it's Megan M E G A N Lee mm-hmm. is spelled L E I G H. So Megan yes, Lee Music you. dot com. The yep. uh, I know several girls named Megan with an H in there, and
3: uh-huh. yes,
2: a lot of L E E and even N L E A Lee. So
3: oh yeah, nice.
2: So okay. it's always better to I sometimes search Spell for people out. and realized I was misspelling their name, and I apologize for yes. that. But this has been great. And maybe it has it's,
0: been. It's been awesome.
2: And, uh, you know, put a bug in, in Eli's ear when you speak to him and tell him that maybe we'll get him on the show at some point as well.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Sounds but great.
2: Just remind him it's always ladies first.
0: <laughs> I will.
2: <laughs> well, thanks again. This show will actually air on, hold, let me get my calendar. Okay. Because you mentioned you have a gig coming up on the 15th. The show will actually air on Wednesday, the 12th, which is next oh, Wednesday. Fantastic.
0: Okay, perfect.
2: Now, what time of the day I put it on? It depends on how busy I am in real estate and some other things going on. So, But, okay. but thank you again for doing this. I hope you have a wonderful 2021, especially, you know, with more and more gigs. And I hope to yes. one point get to be at a show that you perform at or at a showcase or something so we can meet and chat in person. That would be a lot of fun.
0: That would be great. I hope so, too.
2: All right, Megan. Thanks so much and have a great day.
0: Thanks, Todd. All Me right. Too. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye. Well,
2: that was Megan Lee. What a nice budding career she has in the music business. She has a beautiful voice. And during our conversation, she mentioned the song, The Longest Night of the Year. And I was going to play it at that point in time. But then we got on a sidetrack and started talking about um the fact that her song In This Space, which was the first song she'd ever penned, ended up getting, uh, she became a finalist in the Mid-Atlantic Song Contest. So I think what we'll do now to end the show is we will play The Longest Night of the Year.
3: It's the longest night
1: of the year The days are getting shorter Nights are
3: getting longer and I can already feel the snow
1: The holidays are getting closer And we're all one year older than the last The time goes by so fast and It's the longest It's the longest
3: Table is set but all I want to do is nap and remember the best of times it all seems like a dream December can bring on the best of the world
1: That I know we'll be all right you warm me like a fire to my happiness shows When you hold me close
3: it's, it's the longest night of the
1: year I'm so glad I've got you Feel the cheer.
2: Wispy Mop Music Acoustic Radio Podcast Series is produced by me, Todd, Middle Initial C Walker. Yes, that's right. It is me at the Wispy Mop Studio in Frederick, Maryland. All the music on the podcast is played, by permission, from the artist. If you're enjoying the series, and I hope you are, please feel free to share the link with family, friends, coworkers, anybody you might run into. And give them the link, wispymop.com music.podbean.com. And podbean is spelled P-O-D-B-E-A-N. Or you can find the show in either iTunes or Apple Podcasts. And I do want to thank Megan Lee again for joining me on the show today. I hope you've enjoyed it. I have. See you next time.